0: Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, welcome to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I am Matt Bronger. Uh, as you know, people call in and I try to give them advice and typically fail. But I give it my best shot. Even running off a cliff. You run in place for a little while before you fall. Uh, I wanna thank everybody who's called in. We got an amazing response when I uh uh posted um the uh cool flyers that my producer Amanda made for us and uh it was overwhelming. The the power of Instagram. Who knew? And yeah, so thanks for, for calling in and um without further ado let's get to the first call. Hey did shit. Um so I wanna know if <laughs> or here's my here's my situation. I am not happy at my current job, but I also don't know what the fuck else I want to do. So what uh, what
1: advice you have for that? What would you say is a, a good plan of action? Thanks.
0: Bye. <laughs> the best uh, opening uh, to to a call in you know since uh, since drunk Ryan last week. Um, hey dipshit, that sounded you you sounded like a like a, a romantic cowboy, sir. That was fantastic. Hey dipshit, listen, i want to tell you, you got pretty eyes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a common conundrum, man, but I'm glad you're honest with yourself. Give yourself some credit for that, first off, because so many of us sit at these jobs and make little deals with ourselves, like, well, I mean, yeah, I don't love it, but, uh, you know, everyone hates their job, right? Nope. No, they don't. Not everybody. If you, if you don't like your job, you should not be doing that job. And, uh, I, I I would say my advice to you is... Uh, write down your interests on a piece of paper and see if any of those are explorable in terms of uh, what you want. What you want to head towards next, and and take steps from there. In the meantime, maybe drive Lyft, maybe drive Uber to pay the bills. Maybe uh, give yourself six months to a year to quit your job, and in that mean, in that time, try to find fun things to do that don't cost a lot of money and try to save. Just try to save a bunch of money, and then uh, you know, once you once you you reach that point, you think you're comfortable, just quit, man. Uh, walk out with the uh, you know two middle fingers in the air, two freedom rockets raised high. No, don't do that. <laughs> Give your two week notice. Uh, but man, I mean, honestly, I'm 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 proud of you for just being admitting you're unhappy in your job because that is something that a lot of us, uh, you know, I I waited tables for six years in Chicago and bartended. And it was a lot of fun in my early twenties, but then as I got into my later twenties, wasn't that fun? And realized I wasn't following my dreams. I was just doing comedy once a week, usually blotto drunk in a bar for fun and confidence. It wasn't really constructive. Uh, and then I finally just said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to LA and to, to try to, to try to follow my dreams." And that that was my step. That's where that's where when I was at where you are, romantic cowboy. That's where I was when you were. So I had to choose this point and go, and go for it. So you've, you, you've done step one, which is be honest with yourself. You know. Uh, so uh, step two, I guess it's up to you, but hopefully I've given you some suggestions. So um, thanks, man, and keep whacking, waxing that awesome mustache. Next call.
2: Hey, Matt. So on a recent road trip, I was in the car and I told a story about a mutual friend of everyone who was in the car and I painted this person in a pretty negative light, and I was just talking shit about this person. So come to find out after the road trip is over, one of the people in the car notifies the person that I was talking shit about that, you know, that they had hurt my feelings or, you know, just explained the situation and everything that I had talked about. From what I thought was a private conversation in a car, on a trip, and then I hurt that pro- person's feelings by talking shit. So my question is, can I be upset with the person that I feel ratted me out? But I also feel like I should live a more positive lifestyle and that I shouldn't talk shit about anyone, especially someone who I consider more or less a friend to other friends. Can I continue to be trusting, or just be nicer, or do I just can I just be myself and just be a dick and and just talk <laughs> crap about people on road trips? Well, huh. hmm. seems to be a little bit of a crisis. All right, well, thank you for the help.
0: Hey, man, I you know my answer right off the top of my head is yes to all. Uh, they're they're. <sighs> You know, I'm not going to say who did the right thing, who did the wrong thing. I think if you were venting about this friend, maybe this friend wasn't the best person. You don't sound like a, you know, an obstinate prick. You don't sound like you're trying to create division between your friends. I do feel like driving in a car with some friends is a a bit of a safe space, though that term gets vilified a lot these days. I feel like, you know, maybe this person shouldn't have ran and, and spoke at of school because, you know, the only reason people typically do that is because they want something for themselves. Like this person maybe wanted a little more trust from the other friend and so they decided to go and, you know, snitch, rat you out as you put, put it. I don't I'm not going to say that person's necessarily wrong to do that. Maybe they had their reasons, but I don't think you should be too hard on yourself for talking shit. Everybody talks shit. And the thing that that I liked about what you said is that you were you were asking, you were wondering. You're like, shit, is this, should, am I should I just keep being a dick? You're obviously not a dick, but like you're like, hey, should I maybe I should a little bit more human and you know you're asking these questions which is good you're not calling me up going you know what this fucking idiot friend of mine you know what they did they, they told on me fuck them fuck the other person you know I feel like you all, all these things can be healed you can all be at one big party and you can walk up to that person you were talking mess about and just be like look I had some problems with you I'm sorry that that came out that way you know I, I don't talk behind your back it's just it came out blah 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 You know, this is not the end of the world, but I think it's it's awesome that you're considering you're being like, all right, well, maybe I shouldn't have, (laughs) I shouldn't have talked shit about them in the first place, you know, and not just blaming the friend that went and told. I'm not into the friend that went and told, uh, doing that. I don't. I think that's 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 kind of annoying, but at the same time, I don't think you did it just to gossip. I think something that person might have done really bugged you, and should you have gone and talked to them about it, sure, but not all of us are fucking Spartacus here you know we, we 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 all generally speaking avoid confrontation and you want to talk it out with somebody else so I would say just just talk to each one of those people individually not everyone in the car just the two people involved you know pull them aside go hey you got time to get coffee you'd be surprised at how much people love when you make an effort to just go look can I just talk to you about this and uh, they're usually taken aback. They're like, "Wow, because I was just gonna uh, let this fester and resent you for years, and uh, maybe it would erupt in a in a in a, a three way murder in a kitchen when we we're all eighty or something like that in the in the weirdest fucking possible Coen Brothers movie style." Just so you know, what I'm saying is, you know, you want to be the bigger man, be the bigger man, and just reach out to both of them individually. Don't call them on con- on a party line. And, and go hey guys I know I'm a dick but listen just tr- I, w- I would say reach out because it's obviously bothering you it, there's nothing more un- frightening than the unknown and you're just wondering right now like oh is this guy f- talking shit about me to everybody now I hate that feeling I hate that feeling when I mean I had a friend well I still have a friend who uh, you know he he gets fucked up a lot and I, I like to party you know believe you me uh, but as I've gotten older, I've you gotta scale it back. He doesn't scale it back. And he's starting it's starting to affect how he looks a little bit. And I was in the it was in the kitchen at this party, and I was like, man, he just doesn't look great. I said it to a friend, and then he walked in right then. He didn't hear me, but I still had that feeling of ah fuck. Well, hey, hey man. You know, and this is somebody I care about a lot, and I'm sure you care about that person you were talking about too. Um, But it's always that feeling. I'm sure you're having that feeling now like, damn it, I got caught. So don't deal with it if you don't want to. But I'm telling you, the more you kind of avoid that urge to just lay around and do nothing and just do a thing, try a thing, the better you're going to feel. Yeah. So good luck, man. Let's check another one out. Hey,
1: Matt, this is Jane. I'm wondering if you have any advice for me on how to stop my dog from eating his own shit
2: directly <laughs> from his
1: asshole. Any advice would be appreciated as we are truly
2: stumped. Thanks so much. Do oh. you want me to replay that?
0: No, I heard it. Fine. You don't have to play it. Uh, oh, I started laughing when he was eating your shit, then from his own ass. Oh, my God. It's like the mythical Irish snake, the symbol of the world, eating its tail. Good lord, that! I suppose the dog could stay forever, stay, stay alive forever, doing that on a desert island, long as it ate a ham before it jumped off the ship. Oh my god! First of all, Jane, I'm very sorry. That's got to be a rough one, especially when you, you take to the dog at the dog park. What is he doing? We don't know. Boy. What Listen, one rule that I have on this show is I will not Google. I will not look up stuff, you know, because I feel like this has to be from my perspective. So, shoot, here goes. I guess a rolled up newspaper on the nose. I think you just got to give the dog a soft whack when the dog goes to eat it. So you kind of, every time it turns around to uh, savor its delicious, delicious butthole, you just give it a whack, like a little whack on the mouth so that the dog will stop turning back to look I mean, it's like I wonder if it's one of those things where a lot of dogs just don't look back enough and they don't know what's happening back there. And your dog heard a noise, looked back and saw what looked like some uh, some tasty soft serve coming out and went for it and doesn't dog doesn't know what the dog is eating. That's my theory. Why? Because it's like dogs are beautiful, but they're so dumb. And I don't know why more dogs don't just go to the source rather than eat it off the ground. Maybe some of them like a more hardened shit. This is getting so gross. But yeah, I mean, that would be my advice. Just a little nose whack with a newspaper every time the dog is going back there. Because it, it, you know, the dog's going to be like, all right, I can't just keep getting hit in the face when I take a dump. Like, I, I got to stop eating. I can stop looking back there. And then just pick it up as soon as you can. That's my unqualified dipshit advice to you on that, Jane. And thank you. Thank you for calling in and thanks for the laugh. Oh, man, that's tough. That's so gross. (laughs) Poor Jane.
2: (laughs) I was looking forward to that. Support for this podcast comes from Ethica. Nowadays, protecting your customers' privacy isn't just good business. Thanks to new legislation like California's CCPA, it's the law. If your team hasn't thought much about privacy before, complying with laws like CCPA can be intimidating. And if you have multiple applications storing customer data it becomes a monumental time suck. That's why teams are signing up to use Ethica. It's cloud software that sets up in a flash and installs automatic privacy controls deep in your business, so you can follow the law easily and save lots and lots of time. Start using Ethica before July 1st and get two months of privacy compliance completely free. Visit ethica.com slash ccpa. That's e-t-h-y-c-a dot slash ccpa and get privacy compliant guaranteed today.
1: Hey Matt, um, my name's CJ. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm sorry I have to whisper, but, uh, my mom and stepdad are in the other room. It's like 1 a.m. But my question is, I, I, am really bored with music right now. I've, I've been listening to it my entire life. It's like all the same formula structure shit. And I, um, I was wondering if you had any recommendations of music. Like, I'm so desperate. I'm going to, like, deaf acapella concerts. Because it's, it's all so boring to me. Like, is there any like unique music you can recommend to me? Please. For the love of God, please. Okay, Matt, thanks. Uh, I miss you on Agent Carter. Bye.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, CJ, thanks for calling. Uh, I think that, that was a joke call, I'm assuming. As for music, that's a conundrum we often all run into. Uh, what I do is, you know... Just maybe go back to the stuff I used to love and find what I used to love about it. and then uh, there's all kinds of forums you can go online uh, to to uh, you know explore other things and it's, it's a, a deaf acapella concert a thing. I don't understand what that is. Is that like flashing lights? Maybe the deep bass that you can feel. I do feel like that was a that was a joke call, but I appreciate you uh, liking me on on Agent Carter and I will say they should bring it back because Marvel's kicking ass right now, and we need a, a something with a, a female lead on, on television set in the 40s. Am I right, folks? You know it. Next call. Hey, Matt. My
1: name is Cameron, and I am calling to ask you advice about the fact that I'm way too nice. <laughs> so just to give a little perspective, I've always seen myself as a nice guy, and I've always tried to take that approach with others. It's that whole, you know treat others as you want to be treated kind of thing. And I've been a musician for a long time. So been in that world ever since I was about 15 years old, I'm 36 now. So a long time, uh, I have a corporate job. So between that world and the, you know, music thing, kind of finding out that, Hey, the nice guy approach doesn't always get you places. Um, I think it's obviously re- really good for like networking and, you know, golden relationships and that sort of thing. But as far as, you know, moving up, making any headway, making any progress, um, you don't tend to get the respect that, you know, some people who are total assholes get. Hmm. And I'm just trying to find a balance. I just want to be a good person. I want to be that person that can do stuff like this without being a total asshole because I see people doing that all the time. You know, obviously, I'm sure that you deal with it all the time as well in the industry that you're in and i think you know having that wit being a comedian having a quick wit that sort of thing you're able to kind of get out of that a little bit because you know you can make a joke put someone down a little bit everyone laughs you kind of win that respect i'm not so quick-witted however and a lot of times you know when i'm in these situations it's hard for me to just like you know think of a quick response or you know, in these situations, I kind of have to process things. And sometimes it takes me a while to think of a response. And again, just not super quick with stuff. Anyway, again, this is a very good example of how I am. I get very rambly sometimes, which is, you know, obviously, it's hard to listen to these sorts of things. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know, man, I just, I just want to know how to, how to get some respect and not be a total asshole. You know, how do you kind of leverage your strength and your skills socially but still put yourself in that position where you demand respect, I guess is what I'm asking. Anyway, you're very funny, love your comedy, saw you a couple times in Denver, and have always thought you were great. So thanks for doing this, and hopefully that question wasn't too rambler too all over the place. Talk to you, maybe never, but... <laughs> Hopefully you give, give me some good advice thanks
0: hey cameron you know i think i think your your problem is your 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 uh it's literally just your wording because first off thank god you weren't one of those guys who are like i'm nice and i can't get laid i'm 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 sick to fucking death of those guys uh and and hearing their their bs about um nice guys never get laid so i hate women boo no what you're talking about is trying to get ahead and it sounds like you might be surrounded by a few too many assholes i'll be honest with you uh, because honestly, I don't think it's your niceness getting in the way of of you. I think maybe it's it's your nervousness, and maybe you just aren't giving yourself enough credit and aren't using enough of your confidence. That's all it is, and that's normal. We all have that. Uh, I I stutter when I talk to people. Still, uh, I even I, I, you know, I I when I get nervous, I get nervous walking up to someone and in a grocery store and asking them where shit is because I don't want to be like, hey, where's the cantaloupes? But do we, I say, hey? Excuse me? Hi. Where are the cantaloupe? Like, I just, I trip over like how exactly I should phrase it while this person is already doing another job stocking the shelves. So there's a window into my uh, trying to conversate with someone without, as you put it, being an asshole. But you don't want to be an asshole, man. Uh, You you, you seemed like you defined how me and and other comedians communicate with putting each other down. Yeah, we do. But the ones that do it all the time, those are like, it's annoying and we'll we'll kind of like poke fun a little bit it sounds like the people around you i'm assuming corporate job but it could be the musicians too uh they just they 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 say mean shit and make it you know like something's funnier uh that's that's fine that's fine they say mean shit and they're uh you know that and they 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 take the piss out of you as the english say um, and you're kind of worried about like, oh, I'm I'm getting disrespected, stand up for yourself. You know, if something's bugging, you say so. You don't have to. And, and I, I have the same worry that I'm sure you're having when I say this, that you don't want to come off like a dick and you're a nice guy. And so when you say something that is standing up for yourself or, you know, putting your, planting your flag in the ground, it's like, hey, man, why are you being so serious? Why are you being such an asshole? There are ways to just go ahead and assert yourself and say what you want and say where you want to go without, without being a dick. Like you, you sound like a really good hearted guy. You don't have to be quick witted. You don't have to be funny. I think it's just kind of, uh, uh, taking stock and going, have I, have I said what I wanted? Have I defined what I wanted? Have I said to the people who could get me those positions, uh, what, what you're aiming for? Have you gotten an answer? Have you stayed on them? It, it's kind of that. Cause We put too much emphasis a lot of times on playing the game, being social, networking, all that stuff. And that's great. But at the end of the day, everybody wants to know where everyone else stands, no matter what they say. No one really likes it when people, you know, play games or be coy. So if you have a corporate position you're gunning for, there's nothing wrong with saying that. They would probably dig your gumption. And you're obviously a guy who people like to be around and the combination of you being a nice person and also someone who has some confidence, some ambition. That's a really hot combo. People really like that. Uh, As far as uh, music, I don't know what advice to give you, but if you love it, don't stop doing it. And I think it's pretty awesome that you can kind of bridge both things uh, and, and do both those things. But don't 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 throw your niceness under a, under a bus. Don't, don't be like, well, I'm just too nice of a guy. The only way to succeed, if the only way to succeed is to be an asshole, then I don't want to live in this world, man. I I think we, we count winning or winners as, you know, shitbags, like our president, pardon me. I mean, he's the ultimate example of what to look at, but there there are people in this world who only define their success by how much money they have, how much money they have, or, or how far they've risen and they will step on anything to get there. But if you do that, what do you do to yourself? you uh, wipe your own ass with your own face. That's what I think. You know, just, I would say, uh, make your goals a little more more clear and stand up for yourself a little bit more and just be a little comfortable with yourself. If you ramble, whatever. Call yourself out. Laugh at yourself. That's fine. I didn't think you were too rambly. You're fine. So, um, uh, get off your own shit, Cameron. All right? Uh, and good luck, buddy.
1: Hey, Matt. Uh, I'm a comedian from Phoenix, Arizona, and I was wondering if you had any advice about starting to do some road work. I'm starting to get some road work as a feature. And I was wondering if you had any advice and tips, someone who's going to be new to going on the road. All right. Thanks, man. Bye.
0: Hey, dude, that's really tough. It's it's tough starting out, uh, especially if you don't have, uh, I I assume you don't have representation, you have someone that can make those phone calls for you. But uh, one thing that I would do initially is I would well, first, you, you ask your friends who are headlining if you can open for them and, uh, you know, put yourself up the first couple of weekends. Uh, it's a great way to get in front of the club owner. They You get get in front of their in, – in, into their mind and they, you know, hopefully remember you. Um, and another way is to uh, – I know some people who kind of reach out to bars and book their own little tours. That's a – I wouldn't suggest that because it's a really easy way to lose money. But – just I guess reach out as much as you can and travel as much as you can. You can always uh cold call a club. Cold call club you, you like to be go to and ask if you can talk to the manager and just mention that you're a you're a feature and mention some of the people you've opened for or mention the clubs you've worked and uh and go from there. And from there it it kind of it kind of snowballs. I'd say the more proactive you can be, the better. Uh don't be too annoying. Like put it this way, when you find out, say, someone is a manager or an agent uh, and you get their email, feel free to email them. Feel free to go, uh, uh, hey, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a comedian looking for representation or whatever. Uh, introduce yourself because they're always out looking for new people. But what you don't want to do is send them a clip right away. What you want to do is email them first. And I think it's the same thing with clubs. Email them first. They're like, oh, great. I'd love to see a clip. Then send a clip cuz when you just email them you send a clip it's just it's it's kind of bombardment-ish i think and they have people probably calling them every day but that's okay you know uh, you, you should be you should be reaching out too and and also uh talk to talk to other comedians that you are working with that you're opening for i have new people open for me all the time and i never have a problem with anyone asking me any kind of of questions you know people that People that do have a problem with that are probably the same kind of hack-ass comedians that tell you what com- what material to do and what not to do. That, God damn it, that drives me crazy. I have, like, a 20-minute bit about cars. Don't do any bits about cars. Go fuck yourself. Write some new shit. But uh, best of luck to you, man. Best of luck. And that's it. Uh, that was the second episode of Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. We did it, folks. Let's keep on keeping on. Uh, be sure to call in, and uh, thanks very much. Advice from a Dipshit, Advice from a Dipshit, Advice from a Dipshit, it's Advice from a Dipshit with Matt stronger